On this episode of Life After a Trojan, I, your host, Paige Albright, will be interviewing award-winning artist Brian Bridigan, who graduated from West in 2006. Since graduating from West, he has received his Bachelor's in Art and Animation and his Master's in Fine Arts from the School of Visual Arts in New York City. He is now based in Minneapolis and has worked with names such as New York Times and Politico as a freelance illustrator and now also as an instructor at the Minneapolis College of Art and Design. When did you like decide that you were going to go to college for illustration or you just wanted to like that you wanted that to be your future, I guess? Um I am sort of a non-committal person and so I think in my head I was never entirely sure. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't like apply to any art schools. Mm-hmm. Every school that I kind of was looking at was more kind of general um just sort of big university Mm -hmm. um and so i think i had in the back of my head i was like i'm really excited to take arts classes there but Mm -hmm. i don't think i knew that that was going to be my main focus Mm -hmm. um so i think my first couple years of college i was like trying out a lot of different things Mm -hmm. um and so it kind of like got to the end of those four years and i was like oh i have an art degree okay (laughs) like it wasn't entirely a plan from the start Mm -hmm. um like, as a whole, do you think West High did, like, a decent or good enough job of preparing you for success or, like, doing well in college? It did. Um, I was very much in the sort of, like, uh, AP class track mm-hmm. at West. Like, I was doing um, all sorts of things. So I was, you know, biology and Spanish and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by the time I got to college, like, I had a lot of those requirements already done. Mm-hmm. So when I got to, to college, like, I didn't have to take any math classes. Uh, I didn't have to do any language. Like, it kind of gave me the freedom to take more electives that I was interested in mm-hmm. at, at, in college. So I was doing more, like, film classes and things that um, were more interesting to me as opposed to just, like, checking off the box of intros to Spanish mm-hmm. or something. Um, so I think West did a really good job in that way. Um, I didn't actually take that many like visual arts classes at West, so mm-hmm. I can't really say like whether or not the art department there kind of set me up because um, I was doing much more like performing arts stuff mm-hmm. when I was in high school. My next question is, how is like studying, or I guess like getting a like art degree, different from like getting like a degree in possibly economics or teaching? Um, I think my understanding is that it's uh, a lot more, how do I say it, like the, the base level expectation is lower, meaning that um, if you are taking something like chemistry, like you have to get a certain number of questions right on that test or you fail the class, mm-hmm. right? With art, you're kind of graded on just like whether or not you did the work, not mm-hmm. the quality of it. So you could be a pretty bad painter, but if you turn in all of your paintings, you're probably going to get an A in that class. And so it makes it a little hard to sometimes judge how well you're actually doing because you're like, on paper, I'm really good at art school. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, but my work does not look professional or look good. Mm-hmm. Right? So you have to sort of, um, your evaluation for your own work has to be separate from the letter grade. Like, you can't rely on the grade to tell you whether or not you're, do- you're working hard enough. Mm-hmm. You really have to sort of have the self-motivation to want to improve and really practice and put in those extra hours. So I think, 
for my friends who were doing non-arts degrees, it felt like they kind of had a clear um, item that they needed to achieve, whether that was like, I need to write this essay, I need to study for this test. And with the arts folks, it was very like, well, I can always spend more time painting, I can spend more time sketching. Um, it always felt like there was always something more you could be doing, even if the class didn't require it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my question is, how did you get your start once getting your BFA? Yeah, so, um, let me see. So, um, my undergrad, my BFA was in that sort of like computer animation. Mm-hmm. I sort of like did a bunch of weird jobs in the school there and then went back to school for my MFA to sort of focus in on illustration. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once I left that program, it was like, okay, now I need to get a job. I need to do something. Um, and I was fortunate that like I was always working during school. Um, I was working for as an assistant for other artists, um, or I was doing like a work study program at school. Um, but so New York is a weird place because there are, I think, arts jobs there that don't exist in other places. So like I was working as an assistant for somebody who um, makes fancy window displays for department stores, like those really elaborate sort of you know Christmas displays and stuff. Like mm-hmm. that was his bread and butter, and so I got to like help make paint the back drops for those and stuff. Um, So it was kind of cool to see just sort of how many different options are out there. Um, But getting your start as an illustrator is a little tricky because you can kind of put your work out into the world and then you have to hope that somebody finds it useful. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, when I was first getting started doing work for like newspapers and magazines, um, I think there was maybe two years where I never got a job that I didn't sort of reach out for first. So it was a lot of just like sending cold emails to people being like, hey, here's a link to my website. I would love to work for you. And then maybe nine months later, I get an email back being like, oh, hey, we have an article that you'd be a good fit for. So it was a lot of just sort of putting yourself out there and hoping that somebody responds, um, which uh, when it's just like an empty inbox day after day, it's easy to get kind of discouraged. But um it all sort of ended up working out. Sort of one thing led to another, and I was able to pick up work. Like the arts in general get like uh, sometimes not so true stereotype of like there's like a lot of like worries about job stability. Did you ever like have those fears or experience that like in your career? Yeah, absolutely. I think it is intimidating to um, sort of get off the path of of the standard nine to five employment Mm -hmm. um because at the end of the day if you want to be an independent artist like you you do have to be your own boss and you're essentially running your own business and that has all of its own headaches um and so you know even small things just like health insurance or you know all those things that sort of come with a job you then have to figure out all on your own um i feel like most artists are also doing kind of multiple things at once so you might kind of balance out um, more inconsistent work with a more steady gig. Um, So for a lot of folks that might be teaching or maybe they're working as a designer for a company or something, I think there's lots of ways that folks um, sort of react to that worry of the, um, what do you call it, like non-traditional employment or something. Um, And so folks sort of figure out a strategy that works well for them. Um, so for me, a lot of times, like I said, I was working as an assistant for another artist. 
um, while I was doing my own projects, and so I had kind of always two things going on. Um, right now I'm teaching classes as well as making my own stuff, mm-hmm. and then I'm often doing kind of slower, longer-term projects with sort of shorter projects sort of sprinkled throughout, so I always have something to be working on. Um, what pushed you to start teaching, like, art yourself? I think for me, it was really a way to create connections with people. Um, my standard work day is, like, me alone at my house, um, drawing and, like, hanging out with my dogs. So it's really easy to feel kind of isolated, um, and, you know, the only people I'm interacting with are via email. So mm-hmm. it can feel really um, kind of isolating. Um, and I think teaching is a great um, <laughs> it's a great way to, like, connect with people mm-hmm. and, and build some of those relationships. Um, and so for me, I started teaching uh, right pretty soon after I moved to Minneapolis. So I moved to Minneapolis in 2019, and it was, like, a city mm-hmm. I'd never lived in before. And so I kind of had this thought of, like, okay, I don't want to just, like, work from home all the time. How can I find a way to sort of become part of the arts community here? Um, and here, the, the Minneapolis College of Design, of Art and Design, is kind of a, a hub for a lot of folks working in the area. Like, whether you're a student there or you're just um, someone uh, who lives here and goes to, you know, an art show there or a guest lecture or something like that, there's just a lot of events going on. So I knew it was kind of something I wanted to be involved with. Um, but then I think I got a couple classes in to my first class in the spring of 2020 and then COVID hit. And mm-hmm. so like everything shut down, my class got canceled. Um, but then they started doing more online classes and that was actually a great way also to connect with a wider range of people. Um, and so even though I was just hanging out at home, I got to sort of connect with artists from all over. And there were folks in my class from like Malaysia and Singapore and stuff like that and so it was really cool to be able to connect with a really wide range of people so I think for me teaching is a way to um, both kind of share what I've learned but then I get to learn from all those other people that come into the classroom mm-hmm. um, what have been your some like your some of your fa- most favorite projects to make um I think there's always this, like, balance in my work of these big group team projects and then these things where, like, I'm left alone to work on whatever I want. Um, And those are, I think, the two extremes of that scale are my two favorite bits. So I either like to be fully independent and just working on whatever I want to do or I want to be working in this, like, really collaborative big environment. So to me, the most um, rewarding projects that I've done have been um, a couple of like animated documentaries that I've worked on. And so those involve, you know, a director and a researcher and a writer and somebody doing the sound and music. And it's a big um, production. And so it's a lot of work. But they've also been the ones that I've gotten the biggest response back from people who saw it and, you know, had a real connection with the story or something like that. Um, They've also, the ones that I've done have been about topics that are really important to people. So I did one that was about like family separation at the border. Um, I've I've done one about um, racial violence um, in Missouri. Um, And so those sorts of topics, I think, strike people in a really strong way. And so it's been really rewarding to have folks, you know, reach out who who were really touched by those stories. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's super rewarding. 
Um, and then I'm, I'm working on a big, uh, a book project that's just finishing up right now. Um, that's, uh, all about, uh, LGBTQ themes. And so once again, like, that's something that I feel really connected to and I hope other people can sort of, um, connect to the work too. Um, do you have any advice for current West High students who are thinking about pursuing futures in either illustration or animation or just like visual arts in general? Yeah, I would, I would say that there's, like, I wish somebody had, had a way to point out to me in high school that there's like so much more out there than maybe you're seeing. Like, I think, um, whether, we're all kind of just into what we're into. So it's like whether you're reading comics or just looking at children's books or, you know, only following a couple people on Instagram, it, it can sometimes feel like it's a very narrow set of ways to be an artist. Um, and there's really like so much out there, right? Like you can do packaging design, you can do murals, you can do video game character design, you can do shower curtains and wallpaper patterns. You know what I mean? There's so many opportunities out, out there. Um, and I, I wish I had had a broader view at that age. Um, and so my advice to somebody who's interested in it would be like, take as many classes from different types of artists as you can. Um, and those don't have to be like a college program. Um, there are so many good like community arts classes or online classes, something that is a really easy way to just like dip your toe in and try something out. Um, Cause I think it's, you can always be surprised by what you're good at. We all think we have this idea of what we wanted to do and, and what we're good at. And then you try something new and you're like, oh, I had no idea I could actually do X, Y, Z. So my advice to, to somebody who's interested in the arts is like, do as many types of things as you can. Um, even the skills that I got from doing performing arts stuff at West are still popping up in my work in new ways, so. Okay, well, those are all the questions I have for you. And I just want to say thank you again for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life After Children. For more information about Brian, be sure to check out his website. For more episodes with other notable West Salem's working from the State House to hospitals abroad, check out westsidestory.com.